Welcome to Brain Lava, a marketing and tech podcast for curious minds. I'm Stephanie Cosgrove, graphic designer at Odia, a B2B marketing agency that believes in the power of bold. And I'm Megan Zydek, content strategist at Odia. Today's episode, we are talking about user experience and user interface design. So I think this topic came up for us. Stephanie and I both attended a workshop and conference recently about user experience. And it was something that for me as content strategist was interesting because I see myself more on like the content side in terms of like written word and then doing websites. I am contributing to sitemaps and having design conversations. So I felt like I should be smarter about user experience principles and what all that means. So that's kind of what triggered me to start learning more about it. So I could feel like working with designers and web developers, I would be more knowledgeable and can contribute and feel smart about it. And I think what interested me or what surprised me rather the most in my workshop was talking about what user experience is and kind of putting definition around that and then just a designer in general. So I guess to set the stage, we'll define user experience and user interface so everyone knows the difference. User interface is everything that is designed for the user to interact with. So it's actual design screens, pages, and visual elements that users are using. And then user experience is the usability for the user. What are they experiencing when they interact with your product or brand? Yeah, so I mean, I've my background in, in user experience design, I've done a few classes, I've got a certification, I've been working experiential design for a while. And yeah, that was the, the big one of, you know, we think so much user experience is specifically in like web or app design, but you know, it could be as simple as one of my teachers provided an example of a doctor who was doing MRIs on little children. And like, that's a scary experience for them, you know, Mm -hmm. getting in this creepy tunnel and the machine is loud and all that stuff. And so he was like, how do I make this a better experience for them? I know I'm going to decorate my MRI machine like a submarine. And so he just sort of made it like a fun, playful thing of like, oh, go into this tube and like go underwater and kind of decorate it in a way to, to break down that barrier and just make them feel better about the experience. And that is totally, I I feel like a great encapsulation of what user experience design is. It doesn't have to be actual digital experiences. It's, It's literally like walking into a store and your customer experience, it's your checkout experience, it's everything. Yeah, there's a lot of like psychology I feel like to it because you really need to make sure you're understanding your audience, that user, and what their expectations, desires, and maybe preconceived notions coming into whatever it is that they're going to experience are and how you can enhance that or tone things down that are maybe more negative or bring like the doctor like a new totally unexpected element thinking of a submarine like he was really seeing that experience through the children's eyes which is key in making it usable and enjoyable and we'll make I'm sure those parents come back to that doctor so yeah smart for him yeah <laughs> so there was a quote that my teacher shared at the workshop that I attended. It's by Bruno Munari, and he said, a designer is a planner with an aesthetic sense. So this was really impactful to me as a content person because I don't think of myself as a designer because I think the word design triggers like visual and graphic design, and I'm not that. But seeing myself as a designer in terms of organizing and coming up with that experience for people, that is very valuable and 
everyone on our team on Odea like brings different design skills that then contributes to creating a website or an app or a brochure or whatever it is that we're creating. So I just think that's really cool to think about that we're all designers in some way. It doesn't just have to be like, you know how to use Photoshop. That's not design. (laughs) It's, It's so much more than that. And I think that's really empowering for myself and potentially could be for other people too. Yeah, so the the event that I went to was an Adobe Creative Jam. They host these all over, and it was really fun to go to. They were very specifically focusing on the Adobe program XD, which is slightly newer. And for me, it was newer. I sort of hadn't really dabbled in it that much until more recently. We worked on a project, a website that I, like, ripped that band-aid off and decided to dive into learning XD and had my mind blown by how Mm -hmm. awesome it was. I really feel like I just keep geeking out like every 10 (laughs) minutes or so I'm like texting or emailing like the other designers on our on our team Mm -hmm. that like oh my god you could do this you can do that oh my god it makes this so much easier and (laughs) integrating all these things and I'm just like beyond so uh, it's pretty cool when you know you've been maybe working in the field for oh a long time and you're like learning something new and it's like so invigorating and exciting Mm -hmm. you can't wait to test it out so yeah it was great to be in a room full of people who are either like newly learning this or their old hats that you know they've been using it for a long time and we had three keynotes i guess you could say because one keynote was actually a, a team that came from Dog Studio, just going through their process and some of the projects that they've worked on and some of the user experience and user interface examples that they've gone through. And the dudes at Dog Studio had this really cool graphic that they put together to show really the separation of, and process more so, of how to get from your challenge to your solution. You know, you've got your, it's like two very distinct spaces of, your problem space, you know, really you you started with this challenge, you're trying to understand what the challenge is, you're defining all the aspects of it and who your users are and sort of what they might want. And then you are possibly even reframing what the problem is. You know, Mm -hmm. once you dive into it, you might see that it's actually a slightly different problem than you thought you originated with. And that's when you move into the solution space where you're starting to ideate and come up with how to tackle these problems and prototyping and then very importantly testing to see if that is an appropriate solution. And that's just like running in a circle. You know, you just keep coming back. That iteration process is so, so important to make sure you're really working out the kinks and, and fully understanding all the nuances of your problem before you finalize your solution. Yeah, I think there's a lot of another learning for me was just the research that goes behind and in front of the user experience process, whether you're doing observations of your audience or interviewing and then doing at the end of it, like usability testing to to test out those prototypes and see if the users are getting value and are understanding that is huge and I think that's something that we certainly do at Odea like talking to customers of our clients and seeing what they're looking for and then taking that into how we design a website is key because you might think you know everything but you're obviously going to find out a lot more insights by talking to those actual users and then like you said adjusting it from there it's your first draft isn't always going to be perfect because I mean you have to admit 
you're not the end user mm-hmm. most of the time when you're making something and that's okay yeah just just realize that barrier that you have and reach out to people that's that's not something to slack on you know yeah. you really exactly. how else are you gonna know you're kind of designing in a vacuum otherwise you're just like well I hope this works mm-hmm. you know and you're, you're spending your time and resources your clients time and resources yeah. and you know that's how you make sure that your product is a success yeah even something as simple as like site architecture and coming up with the navigation and how things are sorted is huge one thing that my teacher shared with us was thinking of specifically a website as a room full of people so if you're walking into that room or that website and there's a ton of people in there like do you know who you're supposed to talk to Mm. and I thought that was a really good comparison to think about when you go onto a website and you're looking for something in particular which you probably are is it clear where that is right away and that's obviously what we're all working toward but talking to those users and figuring out the big things that people are going to be looking for when they come to the website and figuring out how to organize that logically but also in a way that looks good from a design perspective is critical right because sometimes you might know what your users are looking for but even your execution of presenting it to them might not exactly be right and Mm -hmm. that's that's again where that iteration comes back you know Mm -hmm. where you can show it to them and see you know are they taking the path that you are hoping that they will take right because if not what is it that you can shift or alter you know and sometimes it's just like make something a different color Mm -hmm. or you know whatever it is so uh, one of the things that was pretty cool about the Adobe Creative Jams that I just went to is that they also had a design like tournament uh, where they had teams of people, literally while we were there, they were just sitting in back creating prototypes of concepts for user experience. And they were basically given a word as inspiration. The word was nudge. And they had, I think it was a total of two, maybe three hours as teams to create ideas, you know, identify a problem area that they wanted to then create a solution for and so um, it was basically like just completely truncating this whole user experience design Mm -hmm. process down into a a matter of moments I feel like that would just make my heart explode I think yeah that's That's really fast but uh, I've got to say like these teams did an awesome job you know from beautiful design obviously to like really inspiring creative concepts and so we they were presented at the end of the keynote speakers And we as an audience got to vote on what we thought was our favorite at the end. But they also had a panel of judges that, you know, were like qualified to Mm -hmm. actually make that call. And I uh, got very proud of myself that the one that I chose as my favorite was also the one that the judges chose. I have a good eye, apparently. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, it's just so cute and playful. And I like the colors and the designs she did. and, And oh, what you know, also what a really great idea. In the end, you know, the judges articulated so well what they were looking for. And a lot of the things were were things that I hadn't really thought about. You know, one of the big ones that struck me was gamifying something, gamifying Mm -hmm. the experience, which, you know, for better or worse, as humans, we are really addicted to that reward system of, uh, you know, however we find that, whether it's like badges or like, hey, good job. And so, yeah, she had some really great integrations of having that reward system within 
the app and the other thing that was really uh, cool about her design was her integration of data so to just sort of briefly I don't want to completely give away her concept in case she's just going to run with it and create something for herself (laughs) but it was essentially a uh, an app that you can use to sort of track your phone usage and your own app usage and sort of send you alerts to like, hey, maybe it's time to put your phone down. You've been cruising Twitter a little too long. (laughs) You know, you got to uh, set your time parameters for that. It would provide you with data at the end of the day. Like, hey, good job, Stephanie. You only picked up your phone 50 times today instead of 150 times. So like, you're really doing a great job. Mm -hmm. Or like, hey, your, your time on Instagram today was this compared to yesterday. And one of the judges really pointed out like how obsessed we are with our own personal data and like really looking at that, you know, everyone's wearing wearable devices, Apple watches, all all the other things, track your steps, track your heart rate, track your, when you should go to sleep for the night. Right. That people really are obsessed with being able to look at that. And so she created a platform where you could and just how very uh, on trend with customer demand and desires are. Right. um, That that was. Yeah, I think the gamification's interesting. As a recent Fitbit user, (laughs) I'm very addicted to tracking my steps now Mm -hmm. and like all the data that comes with that. But there's also a fine line for me where it becomes too much. I like the gamification of like making sure I get the 8,000 to 10,000 steps every day. But I really don't like the challenges. Like when one of your friends challenges you to get, you know, more steps than the other person during the day, it's too far for me because then it's too much like stress. So I think that that's an interesting thing thinking about how you can make your experience engaging for the user in that way. But like at what point is it too much data or coming on too strong or too harsh Mm -hmm. where you're almost like punishing or in some cases shaming people. And in some cases that might be up to them and how they use it. But I think you have to consider that too. Yeah. Well, that's how far is it a benefit versus not? Yeah. And turning on my customer listening ear for you, I would say that, you know, my takeaway from your uh, review of that experience is make those challenges customizable, Mm -hmm. you know, so that people can turn them off so that they don't feel shamed so that they don't um, end up disliking the experience of using the Fitbit. You know, Mm -hmm. you really want to retain people using it, then make it customizable to exactly what they want. If they want to use all those bells and whistles, awesome. And Mm -hmm. if they don't, let them turn them turn off. Them off. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So as you start to think about user experience, I know for myself, now that I've been thinking about it more and more, I notice it in my day to day, whether it's a website or when I'm walking down the street or going into an office building, you start to pick up on little nuances of things that are challenging or maybe very seamless for you and what was intentional in the designer of that experience for you and how it could be better or different. And that could really open your mind to creating solutions in everything in your day to day. Yeah. So reach out to us and let us know kind of the experiences that you've been having and the ways that you're seeing your everyday life user experiences could be altered. Do you have ideas for making things better? Should the L actually have puppies on it? Was that going to yes. make you love <laughs> exactly. the <CD> more? <laughs> Maybe not poor puppies. Um, but reach out to us and let us know on Twitter. Our handle is at Timodia. 
That's O-D-E-A. And um, we'd love to hear from you. We are always thinking about our users' experiences. So thanks for listening to us today on Brain Lava, talking about user experience and user interface design. And we'll see you next time.